What's up, everybody? This is episode number two of V3Cast. Uh, I'm Steve Green. I'm Aaron Green. And I'm Greg Maston. All right, we got a handful of fun stuff uh, for you on this episode. Um, the first thing that we want to mention, though, um, is our Black Friday sale. We got, we got to take care of business first, Aaron. We got to pay some bills because uh, this, yeah. this podcast stuff's not free. <laughs> we, yeah, gotta, we have our, our Black Friday sale coming up. It starts on Friday, and it goes all the way to Monday, and it is free shipping on any order over $30. That's uh, U.S. shipping, uh, contiguous 48 states. That's the uh, tiny type at the bottom. And also, we're going to make a special category that says Black Friday, and anything inside that category in the store is 25% off. It's going to be great. Yes. So uh, on Friday, uh, if you've been waiting to grab anything, now's the time to grab it. Right, Greg? Right. <laughs> I got them all. That's I got right. all the Voyager 3 stuff. Yes, Multiple by, copies. By default, we have everything. Every color, every variant, every mistake, uh, yeah. uh, whatever. Um, we, are, we are our biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, I have a test press sitting back here somewhere. You guys got any test presses? I do. I have a test press with plain white paper. And yeah, it says G3 test press. It's great. <laughs> yeah, so if there's anything you want to get in our store, this Black Friday special is the time to do it. Okay, guys, question for you. Have you seen the trailer for the Beatles Get Back? Oh, quite a few times, yes. I cannot wait. Man, this thing's going to be off the hook. It, it's, uh, it's basically like time traveling, and you worked in the studio, you know, it, and you were there for the whole, uh, all the sessions, and you get to see what's going on. I can't, I can't wait to watch it. Absolutely. And, you know, like, we've always had this idea of the, the, the sort of end of the Beatles being, like, full of, like, conflict and fighting. And I'm sure there was some of that, but the way they kind of presented it, whoever made the little snippet of the documentary years and years ago, that's, like, basically all they showed. But then Peter Jackson found this footage, like, hours and hours, like, 80 hours, right, or something? I actually made a note of that. It's 57 hours of video in the vaults that he found and yeah. 100 hours of audio. Unreal. No and one's ever like, seen this stuff. There's all this footage that shows that, like, yeah, there might have been moments of tension, but they were, like, still a band, still getting along, still friends, still acting like kids in a lot of ways. So it's going to show a more well-rounded um, picture of what it was like in the band back then. And that I can't wait, man. So you guys know Colin and Scope. Uh, I've known those guys since third grade. And uh, when we first met, that entire friendship was basically based on our love for Kiss and the Beatles. So, like, as soon as this trailer hit, like, Scott and Colin were, like, blowing up my text messages. Have you seen this footage? And, you know, like, we were just glued to it. And uh, it's just, I, I mean, I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was, I, I forget how many minutes the trailer was, but I, I couldn't stop watching it. And I, and I watched it probably, I don't know, five times in a row. So, yeah. like, to think that, to think that this is going to be what three parts or something like that. Yeah. Three parts. And I think each part is like three hours long. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just, you might as well, somebody's going to have to come get me. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably not going to shower or anything. I'm just going to plow <laughs> through it and like 
you know, it's just going to be incredible. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of people that, that are detractors of the Beatles, man. But like, this is just like finding the Holy grail. One of the things that I'm looking forward to checking out the most in this whole thing is that kind of creative process. And, and I will say genius that they were, um, you'll get to see them like working out a part, trying it two, three different ways. And then they'll hit on the one that we know because we've heard those albums uh, uh, a million times and we'll go like, Oh, that's what they settled on or not settled, but that's what it ended up being. And here are two variations that they tried and, uh, you know, didn't go that way for whatever reason. Just so cool to to be able to, to see that. And them just like making up lyrics is my favorite part. Like right. just placeholder, placeholder lyrics are always my favorite part because, you know, John Lennon is so good at it. <laughs> you know, he's yep. just like, say this for now. It doesn't matter. Right. We'll, change right. it. we'll change it later. <laughs> right. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, that um, Peter Jackson was saying in this one piece that I, I saw on YouTube, I think it was from 60 Minutes, is um, he originally um, came across this. I think it was during covid or toward the the ramp down of covid maybe like summertime or something and uh he was working in london for some other reason um so he was already over there and uh they let him in the vault and no one had seen any of these reels of film in what was it 40 plus years or 50 years or something like that right and somehow they entrusted him to check it all out so I guess I, he'd be the one, right? You know, sure. I, I, I trust him. <laughs> so he, yeah. he he sifted through all this stuff. And from what I uh, also uh, heard in, in the little video piece is that the uh, audio was not synced to the film because the slate would uh, make too much noise in the studio. So he had to, uh, or you know, him and his assistants had to um, figure out how this audio synced. And then they discover, okay, this part of the audio doesn't have video because they stopped rolling film and they just only recorded audio. And then here the video picks up again. They had to figure all that out. It's not that different than New York Ninja in a way, <laughs> you know, right. just like, yeah, like reverse engineering this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely crazy. But uh, yeah, um, well, I wrote the dates down because I wanted to uh, say it out. Thanksgiving. Loud. Yeah. Thanksgiving yeah, yeah, is the first day. November 25, yeah. 6 and 7. Um, part one is 157 minutes. Part two is 173 minutes and part three is 138 minutes. So this is going to be so fantastic. Uh, it's going to be like five, six pizzas for me. It's going to be, it's going to just be gross. Right. Well, (laughs) speaking uh, of pizza, are you going to get your pizza from Michigan and Trumbull? Michigan and Trumbull. Yeah, (laughs) of course. I won't go anywhere else. I'm spoiled now, (laughs) but the, the video looks incredible too just the way it's lit and everything and, and the way it was shot it's just incredible looking one other little technical bubble because i'm always paying attention to that type of stuff um but they have some kind of a new computer program some kind of an algorithm or ai maybe even that was able to distinguish uh like instrument noise from each one of their voices so when they're like if if they're playing in the room and John leaned over to Paul and said something, for example, um, the, the AI got rid of the music a bit and focused on the voice. So you can actually hear what they were kind of saying to each other during that little time when, if it was just normal, 
you probably couldn't pick it out because it would just kind of be blended with the room noise and somebody testing the guitar or hitting the drum or something. So now it's been like kind of filtered out somehow. So you're going to be able to hear like everything. It's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. If, if they could only invent that for a practice space room, you guys would probably be thrilled, right? You could just right. turn the drum, <laughs> drums down while you're trying to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, d- drums have good timing like that, don't they? <laughs> right, Aaron, you trying to say something? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to tell you about this movie. This movie that I watched. This movie I watched this weekend. Greg, Greg, hold on a second. Oh, hold on, let me practice my double bass. You know, I got to work on that. That's right, and some quads. Right There's some quads in there. This is much, yeah, right as much sound as possible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and guitarists never do that stuff to people. They never just right. noodle on I the know. guitar while somebody's trying to talk. They wouldn't do that because we're not where, like we're not considerate. What were you playing the last time? Some Tom Petty song? <laughs> yeah, you're always playing like free falling or something. I yeah, I, I like to play some Tom Petty <laughs> when we're uh, at practice. I'll play some. Uh, I might play some Bruce Springsteen. I might yeah. play lots of um, what else? Every once in a while, too, somebody b- busts out some obituary. It's we'll fantastic. play some obituary, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that drum intro. What's that yeah. song? The uh, Don't Care. Speaking of, yeah, Speaking of Quads. Yeah, yep. exactly. And there's this one that uh, is kind of famous at rehearsal, and I just heard it the other day on the radio, and I'm like, oh, we, pl- we always play this one. Oh yeah, Boys of Summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a go-to. Yeah, that's a big time classic. <laughs> yeah, Aaron will play that when you're talking for sure. That that <laughs> just that opening riff has all the atmosphere that you could ever want in a song ever. Yeah, it's like that reverbed out, clean guitar. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. It is, man. Sometimes I'll dedicate a half hour of practice to learning the intro to Stargazer. It just happens. That happens. And then I'll like record it. Go ahead. Do it again. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. It was perfect, but I wasn't recording. Do it one more time. One more time. (laughs) From the top. With feel. (laughs) We have reached the part in the evening where, Aaron, what are you drinking? Um, basic right now. Basic, Coors Banquet. Can you get Coors that? Banquet. Coors that's Banquet. That's a like it's a fancy a good, like stout little bottle. It's a stout bottle. It's retro. It's a good solid, tasty beer. I'm not, but it's plain. It's normal. Nothing okay. fancy, but it's great. And also, this is the beer of choice for Johnny Lawrence in uh, in Cobra Kai. Anytime he's drinking a beer on that show, which is quite often, it's Coors Banquet. So his <laughs> apartment is littered with them. Perfect. What man. are you drinking, Greg? Well, people will still, will soon find out that I'm the beer snob of the three of us. So I am drinking. I'm gonna hold it back because Steve yells at me if I wash it out too close to the camera. <laughs> this is called. That is the coolest can I've ever seen. Hawaiian Hammer IPA. I'm an IPA guy, and. That's just how it's going to be. You know, let me read the brewery on this. Holes Lager. And I got this from my sister-in-law, Meredith. Nice. She brought it all the way from Chicago. So that's what I'm drinking. Is that in, is that brewery in Chicago? Uh, it's out that way. Okay. I don't know exactly where it's at. 
it was, you know, and it's my favorite kind of beer, free beer. Right on. Hey, kudos for the one of the coolest can designs I've ever seen. So Hawaiian Hammer IPA. Give it a try sometime. <laughs> you know? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Give it a try. You might like it. What about you, Steve? Uh, I have uh, coffee tonight. Nope, coffee. Uh, coffee. Cafe Bustello. It's a, I, I just made an Americana, basically espresso, and then I add extra water to make it like a full cup of coffee. Cheers. Sweet. Another thing I'm getting super excited about here, because it kind of ties in. Um, the last episode, we talked about our first show back uh, from... Um, having all that break over the pandemic and recording New York Ninja. So we were anxious to get back on stage, but now that we're done with that show, we have a little bit of time because we're not going to book any more shows this year. So guess what we are going to do now? We're going to start playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's been yeah. a long, long yeah. time. I haven't played in a very long time. Shame. I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself because of that, but now's the time we're gonna we're gonna fire it up we're gonna be playing first edition dungeons and dragons i'm fully aware that they're on edition uh fifth edition now but uh i did yeah, some research no I, I did research on what made second edition what it was third 3.5 four and, and five and at the moment uh it just seems like first edition is what sets right in my in my head i'm not saying we'll never play fifth edition but for right now first edition so we're gonna um we're going to have a little uh, character creating session soon, probably after Thanksgiving time, because that's going to be busy. But uh, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get some old school guys in there too. Scott's going to play if we yeah. can set it all up. And Scott is the best at naming characters, by the way. Oh, yeah. His, his <laughs> character names cannot be touched. No. Give us just one example, because the people might be going, well, yeah, what? What do you mean by that? You oh, know, can, how how you, cool I, is the is the name? So tell them, Greg. <laughs> I can give you two, and these are straight from my third grade brain, because this is what we used to do: is <laughs> create D and D characters with the most insane names possible, and we were always trying to outdo each other. So <laughs> I can't say for sure if it was either Colin or Scott that named both of these, but I know that it was during that same time period. But um, so there was Dim Della Rolcho Molson Sisfercrim. That was one of them. Say that and one more was, time. <laughs> it's hard to say. Dim Della Rolcho Molson Sisfercrim, I think, is how he said it. Um, you'd have to ask him. He's a master. But uh, and then there was another guy, and this might have – I can't remember if he was Colin or Scotes. Those guys would know. We'll have to have him on this podcast when we start playing D&D. The other guy, the other guy that stands out is Ogo Gisk of Mungadar. You know, so <laughs> is the last I part mean, of? It, did you say of? So that he's from there? Is that what you're saying? I don't think so. I think uh, that's just the way the letters lined up. Okay. Just his name. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, name. he's not from Mungadar. It's nope. just his name. <laughs> that's right. We don't know where he's from. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You don't matter need to worry from. about that. You don't need to worry about where he's from. So I would play D&D with these guys and I was totally out of my league because I, I am just not creative like that, <laughs> you know? So like their names were awesome and mine were terrible. So I'm hoping <laughs> to redeem myself when we play now. There you go. My, from, from my angle with this, like you guys got to play when you were kids. I always wanted to play, but I didn't know anybody who had the, the books 
except for you, Steve, but you lived in Florida. So there was no, there was nothing we could do about that. Right. And I always wanted to play. I dreamed about playing. That's going to be awesome. And Bob's going to be there too. That's our right. Buddy, our buddy, Bob, who, who used to be in our old band forge. One of the things we used to do when we played D and D is we would, uh, you know, there was a, uh, what was the name of that magazine? Dry. Was it dragon, dragon magazine? Yeah. So we would, we were so wrapped up in D and D that we would go to the library and you know, whether or not people use the library in this way anymore, I'm not sure, but so they would get Dragon Magazine, and we would go up there, and we would just photocopy the whole magazine. We just, you know, like I don't know how many dimes we had to pump into the to the Xerox machine, but we would just photocopy the whole Dragon Magazine. So, like one of the things one of the things we got out of one of those episodes, one of those magazines was uh, good hits and bad misses. And I know I've talked to Steve about this, but and I don't think we're going to use it. Well, maybe maybe we will. Like that, that is a legendary table, but, uh, yeah. I, I was thinking of doing kind of a hybrid of that where I would only utilize it if you rolled a one or something yeah, like, like that. If you roll a really bad <laughs> number, then, then yeah. you might, you might miss and cut your leg off or something. Yeah. But like the way Colin and Scott and I played like good hits and bad misses, like we were just, you just were not long for the world because right. if you roll bad, you basically, you know, chop your arm off. Right. Yeah. It's a little bit too drastic and you, and you beat, you bleed to death. You know, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I've been going back in time a little bit uh, again and, uh, checking out a couple of John Liu films, specifically the two he did just before New York Ninja. It's called uh, Ninja in the claw of the CIA, or it's also called, um, made in China. It depends you know what, those, what country those two titles those titles don't correlate at all but go ahead they I don't know. make any I sense know. no um but something okay so so big big uh concept first is i enjoyed it for sure finer details now it's zany uh john liu just writes crazy he does i think uh he first i'll, I'll, I'll say he's super creative and he's able to do a lot with not much as far as like maybe budget or production reach. He, uh, he's very creative though. Um, always adds these little things that don't cost any extra, but add a little something extra to the story. And a lot of times they're off the wall. So uh, um, Ninja and the Claw of the CIA was no exception. Um, it's got just all kinds of craziness to it. I don't want to spoil it if anybody wants to watch it, but at some point though, he, he has to kind of up and leave where he was at originally, which is like this uh, uh, training camp for the CIA. He's, t- he's trying to train some uh, uh, martial artists to, or soldiers, I guess, if you will, to be better fighters through his hypnosis type thing. And he has a twin brother uh, that he only talks to across the swimming pool, way, way across the other side of the, of the, of the backyard. <laughs> yeah, I saw that clip in the, <laughs> in the New York Ninja uh, yeah, the, the documentary. Doc. Yeah. yeah. Um, but th- he just writes zany uh, and I'm not saying that in a negative way whatsoever because I-, I dig it. I got to see exactly where he was coming from to do New York Ninja and all the kind of zaniness that's in that. It's just what he does. It's not unique to, to New York Ninja to me at all. It's just, that's his style. It's fun. I, I looked at the, another one too, and I forgot the name of it now. Hang on. I'm about to look it up because I can't, I can't bring it up and not know what it's called. <laughs> So while while you're talking about that, I'll talk about another movie where the same actor plays 
two parts. Um, I just watched Blood Rage, and I know I was texting you guys about this. Yeah, because it's on it's on Shutter, you know. So I got a Shutter subscription not too long ago, and uh, so Blood Rage, I've never even heard of it, but the whole thing is is like there, <laughs> there's one there's two brothers. One of them is like a homicidal maniac and kills a guy in a drive or in a I guess it would be a drive-in movie, but he blames it on his brother. He like smears blood all over him. So his mom goes through her whole life, believing that the one son is crazy and the other one isn't. And she's living with the one that's a homicidal maniac, you know? So, um, it was actually just, I mean, again, we've talked about this before. I'm like super forgiving at this point in my life. Right. things that aren't very well done you know <laughs> so yeah i don't know i think you guys would like it but like the guy who plays um <laughs> the guy who plays both parts is really really uh, i don't want to give too much away but you just have to watch it and then like the woman that plays his mom she is probably the most over t- over the top character in the whole movie and some of the decisions she makes about how to <laughs> to play that character is, is really interesting and fun, but here's the best part. It's a Thanksgiving horror movie. Oh, really? So if you want it, if you want a good horror movie to watch during Thanksgiving, this is the, this is your movie. Oh yeah. Cool. So I, I always try to find a horror movie or a sci-fi movie that applies to the, to the time frame, Right. So like around Christmas time, I'll start watching gremlins and die hard and you know, all the ones that are sort of loosely, you know, based around Christmas. Right. But this is, if you don't have a Thanksgiving movie in your roster, this is a good one. All right. Well, that sounds good. And it's really, it's really not that bad. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, it's good enough. I saw, I watched the trailer. I watched the trailer the other day when you talked about it and it's, it looks cool. I mean, it looks gory as hell and like insane. So I'm going to have to check <laughs> yeah. it out. I mean, like I said, I've gotten a lot more forgiving of, of, of movies. Yeah. And, you know, Shudder, I don't have to say anything that people don't already know about Shudder. It's just a great streaming service. You know, if you, you know, aren't already into like 25 different streaming services at this point, it's a good one. Right. Especially for the Joe Bob content, but you know, everything else is great too. For sure. I just, uh, I just remembered the, the one it's called uh, dragon blood, the other okay. John Liu film. And it is equally as crazy as uh, Ninja and the Claw, the CIA. Um, is there a, is there a dragon in it or no? Or is it like some kind of Bruce Lee knockoff or something like that? Or no, it's not really trying to copy anything that I recall as a kid, as like, like other kung fu films or karate type films. But uh, it's just some of that John Liu um, writing or decisions of, of what to do. Like uh, I'll just give you one for instance, and. I I even rewound it twice trying to figure figure out like what just happened? How come this happened? And I I can't figure it out. I have to watch it again, I guess, to to really dissect it. No, no, no. You get two tries. You got to move on after that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't dwell, man. Yeah. (laughs) No, but all of a sudden he just goes blind. (laughs) (laughs) He's on the beach. Uh, I mean, that could happen. Yeah. He's just blind. He wakes up frantic. And, uh, and he's like, I can't see I'm blind. I'm blind. But I say that though, I, think you're killing Aaron, I still Steve. like the movie. I still you're like them. Him. 
<laughs> is it like is he um dealing with some intense emotional trauma like is he hiding some guilt or some uh you know something he's trying to wrestle with his whole life anything like that well, well absolutely yes there you go. <laughs> yeah, so that caused it, perhaps. Okay, fair enough. So yeah. then he has to train. So there's like some kind of like some montages or some some scenes where he's training, not being able to see anymore, and this love interest is helping him with uh, like bottles of or like things of water on string that can like swing by him so he can hear it and test <laughs> his uh, you know test his um, senses, if you will. Yeah, it, it, it's very fun. I I definitely recommend it if you like. The kind of you know outlandish stuff. You know I'm forgiving, Steve. I'm right. forgiving. That's right. I'll probably I'll probably really enjoy it. <laughs> and the uh, Dragon Blood is on Tubi. That's how I watched oh. it. Oh man! Oh man! Watch out! I'm in. I'm in. Um, for me, it wasn't. It hasn't been a movie at least in the last couple of days. It's the um, first episode of Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. I've heard about and this. It's, uh, it's a Japanese anime. Well, it was a Japanese animation that they um, adapted into a live action, and it's from the 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 animation is from '98. Um, so it's been like a long time that this has been around, and um, the casting is great. the The main characters, you know, look like the 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 their counterparts in the anime, and um, it's super cool. Like I know that it's there have been some people criticizing it. But see, I don't have any baggage. I never watched the anime. I don't know anything about it. I just know how they looked. I've heard of it before. Yeah. So I'm not comparing it to anything. I'm not bogged down in all that baggage. I'm just watching it for what it is. And it totally looks like a Japanese animation come to life. And it's super stylized and really fun. So I'm digging it. Nice. And, you, and did you say that's on Netflix? Yep. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, I always like stuff you know like that. It sounds like it's up my alley for sure. Yeah. It it does it does some cool things in space that I, don't, I haven't seen before. I mean, it's only the first episode, but it has its own flavor. And um, you know, it's hard to do something new when you when people have watched every science fiction movie. I mean, it's hard to present something new to an audience like that. But there's stuff I haven't seen, so that already is like huge points for me. Cool. Everybody's got an opinion, man, and yeah. it's always the people that aren't making anything right. you know like <laughs> right I, I don't know it's just frustrating i, I yeah. don't know it's the same point i've been making the whole the whole time here it's just yeah. like you know they're they're making something they're know? making like, a movie they're making a movie in their head would you rather not have it at all i don't know right. like whatever in, i mean in their head in their head it's a perfect movie you know they've written the next spider-man movie they've written the next star wars movie exactly. all this stuff in their head is perfect and that's that one person out of, you know, three, three billion who are going to see it. And if it's not their story that they wanted to see on screen, then it totally sucks. It's right, no, there's right. no in between. There's but no middle ground. Out, though, totally I, sucks. But I'm going to elevate that concept that you just said and uh, put a, like a, a, a extra dose of reality on it. They have that perfect story in their mind, like you just said, right? Now, now, now go make it. And they'll be yeah, like, oh, right. oh man, this is not easy. Oh, you can't yeah. just do that. Oh, we don't have a limited budget. We can't have like five helicopters crash or something. Or oh, yeah, whatever. there's <laughs> like a million reasons why movies yeah. get made the way they do or right. shows or whatever, you know, and it's just like, right. I don't know. And that's the other <laughs> thing too. It's like, I can see a movie 
<clears throat> or a TV show or whatever. And like, there's some stuff that isn't great about it. Like there might be some things that like aren't perfect or a scene that doesn't work or, or maybe an actor that their performance isn't great. That doesn't ruin the whole movie for me though. Like I can just uh, kind of put that part aside and keep oh, going mean, with it. You, you mean you don't have to run out to the internet to make everybody know how you <laughs> feel about it? <laughs> right. No, I don't. By you the don't way, to, you don't have to do that, Aaron. No, no, it doesn't have to be perfect to be good. I've, I've seen flawed movies, plenty of them, and there's still, there's still a lot of good things about them. I love but, flawed movies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times a, a movie that is, make, uh, that is like a little rough around the edges or didn't have all the budget in the world to do every single thing that you, you know, would if you're just writing on paper, um, they have like more grit and character and sometimes a lot more realism to it um to me that is why one of my absolutely top-notch favorite films of all time is Dawn of the i know dead, what you're gonna say the 1978 oh. Dawn of the dead it's just i mean you know you can tell that it was filmed in the 70s you know of course um some of the dialogue is dated that's totally fine with me though it just it has this just this vibe to it that's just untouchable man i'm gonna give you another one that falls into that category that nobody will argue with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, that's one of the best. It's the best horror movie of all time. Well, that's what, but, but this is my point. It was done with a shoestring budget, totally guerrilla style, all of the things that most people hate. Right. And if they hadn't done it that way, it wouldn't have been so impactful. Right. You really, it blurred the line about, is this real or isn't it? Because when I rented it, when I was a kid, and it starts with that documentary style, like, you know, story about whatever. I'm like, is this real? Right. You know, it's like when, like when you watch Faces of Death or something, you're like, is this real? I don't know if this is real or not. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. That movie's untouchable, man. It's so good. But that, but that's my point. You can make movies that have that impact on a shoestring budget. So everybody that's worried about, it being like the perfect vision or the perfect adaptation of some com- you know, obscure comic book, you know, right. Like Steve said, go make it. I'm going to close out this segment of V three cast with one thing. What are you thankful for? Because Thanksgiving is in a few days. One thing uh, that I'm thankful for. You want me to start Aaron? Or you want to go first? I need a minute. You go, Steve. Um, yeah, Steve. Steve first. I am thankful to be able to, start playing shows again because I love to play live. Um, so I'm glad that that's an option that's creeping back in now. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for just being able to listen to great albums. Like when I was walking today to the, uh, to the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't you know, even sound right. Right. It's, it's yeah, a beautiful maybe. thing. That and, sounds and weird. Have, Headphones aren't new, you know, and taking music with you isn't new, but music is so important to be able to take it with you. Like uh, when you're walking down the street and when you're listening in your car and all those things. So I'm just, just music in general. That's what I'll say right now. Dig it. I'm going to say that I'm thankful to have, if you look in the background, I finally have my copy of New York Ninja on Blu-ray. Oh yeah. There you go. So, 
yesterday I, I spent a little bit of time getting into the special features because I, you know, <laughs> believe it or not, I haven't seen any of that stuff either. So like everybody on the internet that's talking about all the extra stuff, I'm, I'm right there with you. I haven't watched any of it. So one more question. When okay. you guys say like V3, Voyager 3, do you do this way, like the American way? Do you do like the the uh, Inglorious Bastards German way? Or do you do like the British way, whatever it is? Like, how do you make a three, man? I do it. I, I think American way. Yeah. yeah. Three. This, right. is how, this now, is how I was taught in, in school. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just making sure. For better or for worse or whatever, that's, that's how I do it. Yeah. But all three of them still communicate three. So that's a good thing. <laughs> that's true. But we would get, if we were in that situation in Glorious Bastards, uh, where we're trying to infiltrate the Nazis right. and, and like, spy on the bastards, we would all end up dead in that bar. That's all I'm saying. That's I right. Mean, we would be hey, dead. Like I said, at least we would take them best. with us. The Nazi, we're taking those Nazis out with us. Bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> Third, Third best. Third best. Third best. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Buongiorno. Man, I gotta watch that again. It's it's been probably two, three years since I've seen that. So I just good. absolutely love it. Yep. All right. So uh what did we learn today? We learned that there's a Beatles documentary of long lost footage coming out called The Beatles Get Back. I can't wait to watch it. We learned yeah. what movies that we've been watching lately. Uh we learned what we've been drinking lately. Um and to close it out. We got to bring up our sponsor one more time. It's the Voyager 3 store, V-O-Y-A-G-3Rstore.com. Our Black Friday sale is starting on Friday. It is free domestic shipping on all items, $30 orders or, or higher. And everything in the Black Friday category that will appear on Friday morning, everything in that category is 25% off. So we're going to throw some fun stuff in there for sure. So thank you very much for listening everybody have a great holiday weekend here in the states and this is go to michigan and trumbull pizza when you're right. in detroit <laughs> and listen to enslaved that's right and listen <laughs> to king crimson <laughs> there you go uh so we'll see everybody on the next v3 cast take it easy that's right